Hey guys, it's Amy Duggins, and this is the Created to Thrive podcast. I am super excited for the episode this week. Uh, This is something that I'm really passionate about, and I hope that it just brings some awareness to you and helps you to make good choices when it comes to your health. So this week we're going to talk about two of the common chemicals found in your food and environment that can impact your health your hormones, and your ability to lose weight. So this is all about toxins and how they affect your body. And there are so many toxins in this world that we live in, unfortunately. I think it's something like 60,000 new chemicals, unregulated, unstudied chemicals, are released into the environment and into our food um, every year. And, you know, this is a staggering amount, and I think it, it, it coincides um, well with the amount of sickness that we have in our country, and our cancer rates are skyrocketing, and chronic health issues are through the roof. So God created our bodies with the amazing ability to heal and to regenerate like our cells regenerate themselves after a certain amount of time. Um, yeah, just the beauty of our, our bodies and how God's designed them to function at optimal health. But when we add things like chemicals in the mix and toxins, we affect our body's ability to do what it has been designed to do by our creator. And so we all carry around, uh, it's called a toxic load or another phrase for that would be body burden. And it's basically like how many chemicals we have in our system and the effect that those chemicals are having on us. And like I said, there's thousands upon thousands of these toxins, um, and they poison our enzymes. They prevent our bodies from functioning properly. Our bodies will actually use up extra vitamins and minerals to combat the toxins. Uh, it raises inflammation in the body, affects our gut microbiome, which is the balance of good and bad, good and bad bacteria in our guts that's crucial to so many things like our immune system, even our, our mental health. Um, and then toxins also lead to a slew of health issues, including liver, kidney disease, and cancer, uh, which I'll go a little bit more in detail about um, here in a minute. Uh, so there are also obesogens, and obesogen is a chemical that can cause a metabolic change in your body that actually can cause you to gain more weight and prevent you from losing weight. Um Obesogens can trigger your body to make new fat cells and even larger fat cells than before, than you would typically have. Uh, There's studies that show exposure to obesogens um, by a mother um, for her baby in the womb. It can predisposition that child to be overweight, and it can even have an effect three or four generations down the line. So this is like a massively huge health issue. And what frustrates me so much about our uh, health industry, well, there's a lot of things that frustrate me, but um, one of them is that, you know, this information, it's, it's public information. I mean, you can go to PubMed, 
PubMed.org, uh, large collection of scientific studies, and find article after article after article about the things that I'm going to discuss about toxins in general and how they affect the body. Um, and it's, it's, it's just terrible because we spend all of this money trying to figure out how to like, you know, cure cancer, which I'm all about cures. I think cures are important, but prevention is the best medicine there is. And if we teach people how to be healthy and if we start taking a stand against the companies that are just allowed to wreak havoc on the environment and put these terrible chemicals in our food and our beauty products and such, um, it will make a difference, you know, but instead we spend all this time and money and energy on a cure. And meanwhile, you know, prevention just gets kind of brushed under the rug. So I'm all about awareness. I'm all about, um, just knowledge. Knowledge is power, right? So want to share a little bit about two of the chemicals that are really pervasive in our food and our environment and the effect that these chemicals can have um, on our bodies and then just some ways to avoid them and detox. So the first one is called polyfluorochil which, yes, I had to look up how to pronounce that. <laughs> so it's actually PFAS is the short name, which I will refer to it as because I'm not going to continue to try to pronounce that word. I think I butchered it a little bit already, but that's okay. So PFAS are also um, known as forever chemicals because the chemical bond between carbon and fluorine, which make up um, the chemical is incredibly strong and it makes the chemical really difficult to break apart. And so it doesn't degrade over time in the environment and it doesn't really degrade over time in your body. So this is why they're called forever chemicals. And if you are interested in learning more about these fun little guys, you can um, go to YouTube and there is a documentary called The Devil We Know, and it's all about PFAS and how they um, basically got introduced into our society and then made their way pretty much every, most every water um, reservoir or system in the world is contaminated with PFAS at this point. And 97% of Americans tested have this in their blood. Babies, um, straight from the womb, and they test the, the cord blood, and babies already have it in their blood. And it's it's just terrible. This um, documentary is very eye-opening. Um, it talks about how, you know, the companies knew, and they covered it up, and it's, it's, it's really sad. Um, so... What do PFAS do? PFAS cause an increased risk of cancer, um, particularly testicular, prostate, and kidney cancers. Um, they can induce tumors in lab animal tests. They cause reproductive issues like decreased fertility. Um, 
developmental delays in babies and children. So there was actually a study done in moms who had high levels of PFAS in their blood at the time of pregnancy ended up giving birth to children who had increased rates in asthma, autoimmune, eczema, respiratory infections, etc. PFAS also cause um, a depression of the immune system, which results in increased susceptibility to infections. They disrupt hormones and they can increase cholesterol levels and also they affect insulin in a negative way. Um, thus increasing the risk for obesity. So yeah, really, really not, not good chemicals we're dealing with here. And, um, they are found in like scotch guard. So any kind of treatment that you can do to, um, furniture, clothes, shoes, any kind of stain resistant or stain repellent, um, even like a water repellent, you can find them in there. Um, you can find them in uh, food packaging, like specifically uh, grease-resistant packaging. Um, it's in the lining of microwave popcorn bags, um, firefighting foam, floss, glide floss uh, specifically was tested to have high levels of it. And one of the um, one of the biggest ones is in uh, nonstick nonstick pans. So um, the the coating in a nonstick pan. And see, this is where you know companies have gotten wise to how they manufacture different things because as more and more information was coming out that you know, PFAS are dangerous, they basically just kind of like switched a chemical. And so they're like, oh, well, it's not this anymore. Now it's this. And so people feel safer and more comfortable. And it's really just the same thing, <laughs> just slightly altered in the chemistry. So um, onto the good news of what you can do to uh, avoid avoid PFAS. Um opt out of nonstick pans of all sort. So making the switch from any kind of nonstick cookware to uh, a um, stainless steel or cast iron. So that's what I use um, specifically. And I've been asked about uh, green pans and ceramic and different things. And I would honestly say if anything has any kind of coating, I would stay away from it because, you know, even if it hasn't come out yet that, oh, this particular coating is toxic, whenever you're dealing with any kind of chemical concoction that's been made in a laboratory, you really don't want that on your food, in your food, cooking your food in it. You want to be as natural as possible. And so stainless steel, cast iron, now... Yeah, does it require a little bit more um, preparation than just, you know, I'm going to crack an egg into this nonstick pan and it's going to cook perfectly and the pan's going to clean perfectly? Sure, but it's worth it for your health. Um, and as long as you're putting some sort of butter or oil, healthy oil, I'll do a podcast on oils another time, um, but 
avoid seed oils. <laughs> um, so as long as you're putting something in the pan that's helping, you know, you, you put your butter in or your oil, you heat it up, and then you put your food in there, you know, it's not going to really stick. And the only thing that I've found is a little bit more tricky with stainless steel is eggs, and it's like you just have to get the right amount of um, butter or whatever and have it at the right temperature. And then cast iron is really great because you don't even really need to wash it as much. You can rinse it out with hot water, wipe it out um, with a paper towel. And the more you use cast iron, the easier it will get. Um, and then there's like a whole reseasoning process. It sounds complicated, but it's, it's pretty it's pretty simple. Um, but yeah, these are some small small things you can do to avoid having this nasty chemical in your food. And actually, if you read, well, now that they're changing the formulation on stuff, but at one point you could read the uh, manual on a nonstick um, pan brand. I don't know specifically which one it was. And it will tell you that the fumes from the nonstick coating can actually kill a small bird. And if you watch this documentary, it's wow. Like they show the factories and the, the smoke coming up um, from the factories as they're as they're producing this toxic chemical and, and using it to make this coating and birds just like dropping dead. And the workers talk about, yeah, the birds were just dying, falling on the bed. I mean, it's just, it's it's pretty crazy and, and just really scary because, you know, that's that's what most people cook their food in. That's what most people think is you know, fine, fine to cook with. I mean, why would, why would we have to question that somebody might not have our best interests at heart when it comes to health? Um, especially with the way these things are marketed and, and, but here's the thing they know, they know these companies know the company that produced, um, Teflon, DuPont, uh, were well aware of the health risks associated with, with, um, these chemicals. And so it's really important, again, just to be aware and to um, to make these shifts. So we can avoid microwave popcorn. Um, we can switch to a floss that isn't like a glide, like that, that shiny coating on the floss. Um, so I believe Whole Foods has a policy in place where they will not allow any PFAS in their personal care products. Um, and then because you can find PFAS in cosmetics and other personal care products as well, a great way for, for, um, just checking your, your products, um, as far as that's concerned is to go to the EWG database and you can access this just from a computer. And they also, I believe have an app called think dirty and you can search. I mean, they've got thousands upon thousands of products and they basically rate them based on their level of toxicity. And, um, it's really great. I mean, they categorize like if it's, they, they have a number system, and they'll tell you specifically what's in there and then the effects on the body, uh, the potential effects on the body. So that's really great. And that's, you know, something that you can, you can proactively do to reduce your exposure to, to PFAS. And then, you know, just avoiding treated, treated clothes and, um, treated furniture. I know it's, 
it's hard because we don't really know, right? But we we have to do what we know and we have to trust God for the rest. Um so yeah, those are kind of the ways that we can avoid avoid those. And then moving on um to another chemical that is really pervasive in our environment um is BPA bisphenol A, BPA for short. So this is a synthetic estrogen and it's used to harden plastic and resin. And um, it's known to disrupt the endocrine system and it triggers a wide variety of disorders, uh, chromosomal reproductive system abnormalities, neurological damage, brain damage, cancer, cardiovascular system damage, It can also cause an increase in your risk for diabetes. It can um, increase your risk for obesity, kind of going back to what we talked about before. And here's the thing with obesity as well. It's, It's interesting because when a toxin enters our body that our body doesn't recognize, our body will actually wrap up that toxin in a fat cell and store it. And so... This is like a protective measure that our body does, which actually helps to reduce the effects of toxins on our body. But we have to consider this when we're, especially when we're deciding to lose weight, because the more, the more uh, weight you have to lose, the more toxins you likely have in your body. And when you're losing weight, especially if you're doing it pretty rapidly, all of those toxins are being released into your bloodstream and it can actually cause harm. Um, And so I'll talk a little bit about detox here at the end, but um, taking a binder, which is basically a substance that when ingested will bind to the toxins in your body so that you can excrete excrete them, um, is really something that, that should be done when somebody is losing weight. And so there's there's a right way to detox and there's a lot of factors that go into that, which I'll kind of talk about in a minute, but um, back to the BPA. So causes a lot of issues in the body. Um, again, you can go to PubMed and you can search and you'll find a ton of articles about the uh, the effects of this, the, the effects of BPA on our hormones, um, on, uh, our, on cancer, all of it. It's, it's all there and it's, you know, it's, it's hard not to get frustrated when you read these things and you're just like, why doesn't the public know this? Um, so anyway, uh, BPA is found in several, uh, different items that we use pretty much every day. And, um, one of the biggest one is receipts. So this chemical is in the coating of the receipts, like that thermal paper, um, slippery kind of coating. Now, I know some places don't use that coating. Um, they just use like actual just paper. Uh, but you'll kind of probably understand the difference, right? Like there's ones that are kind of shiny and they feel coated and there's ones that are just paper. So the ones that are shiny are the ones that have BPA in them. And when you, when you grab a receipt, you're immediately transferring all of those chemicals and they're in very high concentrations on receipts, unfortunately. And that's just immediately going into your body. Your skin is your body's largest organ and it absorbs everything that you put on it. 
And so that's what's happening when you take those receipts. And so I, I never take receipts. I mean, unless I absolutely have to, um, and I try to maybe grab them with a tissue or something like that. Uh, but yeah, this is one that I feel is pretty easy to avoid once you're aware. Um, the next one is, uh, packaged food. So, so BPA is found in plastic and so you've got so much food, right? That's packaged in plastic. You've got water bottles, you've got plastic food storage. Um, the list goes on and on. And unfortunately, BPA is leaching into our food and our water from the plastic packaging in our food and water. And there's some things that will cause an increase to that, like heat. So my advice is to, if you have a plastic reusable water bottle, to make the switch whenever possible, as soon as possible, from plastic to stainless steel or glass even. Um, I like stainless steel because it keeps it cold. Um, stainless steel with like a silicone um, top is really great. Um, so yeah, making the switch for the water bottle and then not leaving if you do have a plastic water bottle or that's kind of all you you have right now. And I understand, you know, people are at different phases in life. Not everybody can afford to just throw all their stuff away and buy new things. Um, but you can reduce your risk if you do need to use plastic um, by not leaving water bottles in the car or out in the hot sun. Um, never, ever, ever microwaving plastic, never microwaving food in plastic. Don't put plastic in the dishwasher. Uh, really, if you, if you can, if you're able, uh, start transitioning your Tupperware, your plastic Tupperware, anything plastic, like your, um, plastic, uh, spatulas and things like that. Start transitioning those over to, uh, stainless steel, glass, um, just anything, anything but plastic. Silicone, uh, is also great. Um, but again, if you can't, or if you have to do that slowly because you're on a tighter budget, it, at the very least, stop microwaving plastic items. Stop putting them in the dishwasher, leaving them outside in the car, etc. Um, don't expose them to high heat. That's really, really important. Um, and so another thing, and I'm sure you're all going to love this because <laughs> most people drink coffee and most people are using a Keurig or a plastic coffee maker of some sort. Um, but yeah, coffee making machines, I mean, it's high, high heat and plastic, high heat and plastic are not a good combination that goes for air fryers as well. High heat and plastic. Um, you can, you can look up online, uh, a list. If you just Google like the not least toxic air fryers, you'll get a nice list there. Um, I think there's was about 10 or 11 on the one that I Googled and some at a pretty decent price, but you know, glass air fryers, uh, stainless steel, etc. And then for your coffee, I mean, it does take a little bit longer, but using a French press, and that's kind of the thing, you guys. It's like we want convenience, right? Like 
so much of our lives is like, what's convenient? Oh, it's super convenient to put a little Keurig pack in the coffee maker and hit start. It takes way more time to fill up a French press and wait. But that's kind of our society. It's like this microwave society where we have to have everything super quick. You know, we're always in a hurry. We always have some place to go. We're running late. You know, we don't have time to spend, you know, that extra 20 minutes making coffee that isn't going to have toxins in it. Um, and, I, and I'm all about convenience, but it's coming at the expense of our health. It's coming at the expense of our health. We can go to a farmer's market and we can buy fresh fruits and vegetables and we can put them directly into, um, you know, a shopping bag or a cooler or whatever. And there's no contact with them being wrapped in plastic, uh, prepackaged, etc. But again, like our busy lives aren't conducive to this type of, of intentionality when it comes to our food and our health is suffering because of it. And I think we need to get back really to prioritizing our health and what's important because we might be busy now. We might have full schedules that prevent us from taking that extra time, you know, uh, to throw in a microwave popcorn bag (laughs) instead of popping it ourselves with like coconut oil. Um, you know, but what's going to happen later down the line when, you know, we're dealing with all of the, the effects of this toxic overload that we're under, it's going to steal way more time from us in the long run. If, if we just make the change now, you know, it can really impact our future and our children's future. And even like our grandchildren's future, it's huge. And these traditions of like, going to the farmer's market and making fresh food and all of these things we can do, like that can also be passed, passed down to future generations. So we really need to start thinking about how, how busy we are and how that's impacting. Everyone wants, you know, convenience, convenient prepackaged food because I don't have time to cook. Well, that's fine sometimes, but you can't, you can't survive on that long without reaping the, the consequences health wise. So anyway, um, kind of getting off, off track about the BPA here, (laughs) back to the BPA. So, um, thankfully, uh, BPA, unlike the PFAS, uh, which stay in your body for a really, really long time, uh, BPA flushes, um, very quickly, So there's been a recent study and it found that um, participants were able to reduce the levels of BPA in their body by 65% in in just three days, just by avoiding packaged foods. So that's another thing we can do is to, and it's hard, I mean, it's like really hard to do this completely, Um, but the more we just eat fresh food, like that came from God, that came from the farm, that comes from like the outer edges of the grocery store, um, versus packaged processed food, which, you know, again, you can't avoid that altogether, but you can start to make the shift 
to be like, you know what, instead of me buying this in a package, I'm actually just going to make it from scratch. And I'm going to try to get some of these ingredients from a farmer's market or I'm going to order from a farm delivery service so that, uh, you know, I can just make it myself and avoid, I mean, you're not only avoiding the packaging, but you're avoiding all the extra garbage that's in most of that packaged processed food as well. So, um, yeah, and there was one more thing with the BPA is uh, it's in the lining of, of cans. So um, avoiding limiting the amount of canned food that we eat will limit our exposure to BPA as well. And they even have uh, cans that'll, that'll say on it BPA-free lining. So if you are, you know, going to have a food that like I we eat canned um, diced tomatoes a lot. And I don't think it's necessarily bad that it comes from a can, but you want to you want to see that label on there that says BPA free lining, or um, purchase it in like a, a glass jar, or um, sometimes even have like more of like a cardboardy paper type of packaging. So those are some ways that you can reduce your exposure. And then I want to talk a little bit about detox. So. Again, um, with the PFAS, they're called forever chemicals for a reason. They're really hard to, um, to, to break down. And so they do stay in your body for a very long time. Um, there's currently no really known way to, uh, effectively remove them from the body. So the best thing that you can do with PFAS is to reduce your exposure and they are excreted over time. Not sure how much time, probably a while, uh, through urine. So making sure that you are drinking a ton of water um, is helpful. And oh yeah, water. <laughs> totally forgot to mention this, um, but but the because most of our water globally is contaminated by PFAS, there are very high levels of of this in drinking water. Um, often. And you can actually test your, I believe you can also do this on ewg.org. ewg.org is a great, a great website for just, um, awareness on this type of stuff, but I'm pretty sure it's there that you can type in your, uh, area code and, um, not area code, (laughs) zip code, and they will, uh, they will let you know what your water's looking like. So, um, certain water filters do remove it. Um, activated carbon filters will remove it. And thankfully they are working on, since most people do know that most people, you know, in the know, know that our water is contaminated. They are working on solutions. Unfortunately, the solutions are extremely expensive. And so I wouldn't hold your breath on it. <laughs> there being a mass solution anytime soon, although awareness is coming and there are certain states that have even banned um, PFAS in their food food packaging and stuff. So they are kind of getting phased out. But what you can do um, to, to uh, reduce your exposure um, when it comes to drinking water is I would, I would personally never drink water from the faucet. Um, at the very least, to get some sort of water filter that you can keep on your counter um, that's going to filter out some of this stuff. 
Again, it's the activated carbon um, filters that remove PFAS, and that would also uh, that that also um, is found in the reverse osmosis water system. So, um, for instance, like if you go to a Whole Foods or I think even like Walmart has the uh, large system that you can just come and bring your refillable water bottles and of course you want to use the BPA free water bottles um, but usually those are reverse osmosis so just being aware of um, of your drinking water and making sure that it's properly filtered is really really important so so again yeah PFAS really not much you can do besides stop um, stop the exposure and, and lessen the amount that you're taking in on a daily basis because obviously it's going to build up and, and cause health problems. Um, but the BPA, uh, so this does flush quickly, um, thank God. And um, there's a few things that you can do that help with BPA removal. Um, one of them is kimchi, which is like a spicy sauerkraut. Um, and kimchi actually contains a bacteria that helps break down BPA. So adding kimchi and other gut-friendly foods into your diet is always going to be beneficial for your health just across the board. Um, and then there was a study that showed that women who consume at least 400 grams of folate every day were less likely to be affected by, P- by BPA than those who consumed less than that. Now, with folate, uh, I want to be clear that folate and folic acid are not the same thing. Folic acid is the synthetic version of folate. And actually, if you're consuming uh, folic acid, especially um, depending on your genetic makeup, it could actually block your body from being able to take in actual folate, which causes a bunch of health problems. So I really recommend for anybody to avoid folic acid and take folate instead. And so the best thing to do for, um, you know, nutrients is to get them from food. Like, like supplements do have their place, but we don't always want to be running to a supplement for everything. Like we really want to try to get most of our nutrients from food. And so folate can be found in dark leafy greens. And um, there's a whole, whole list. If you, uh, if you look that up, there's quite a few things on there. Um, but also, you know, there's just, there's so much to it. And our soil is not as uh, mineral and vitamin rich as it once was because of farming practices that don't really care for the soil and pesticide use and things like that. So when you're going, when you're trying to get nutrients from food, um, the less pesticides, the better. So if you can, if you can afford to do organic, if you can do some things organic like the Dirty Dozen. Um, and then if you can go to the source, see like in America, we are so disconnected from our food. We just like have no idea where it's coming from most of the time. And this impacts our health because anything that was done to the food is going to have an impact on our bodies. So going to farmer's markets, finding local farms in your area, there's a website called farmmatch.com where you can 
plug in your uh, zip code and you can find farms near you, organic farms, um, regenerative soil farms, which means they're, they're doing good things to the soil in order to make sure that that soil has the nutrients that it that the plants need to actually be super nutrient rich. And so you can find these farms, you know, you can find farms that deliver. There's so many delivery services. Now you've got like door to door organics, you have farm box delivery, there's, um, misfits and imperfect foods, which deliver organic groceries at a discount. Um, so those are really great. And, and the thing is like, guys, it does cost more. It does cost more to eat organic. It does cost more to get food straight from the farm, but you're going to either pay the farmer or you're going to pay the doctor because it's, you know, it's one or the other. Everything we eat, every bite we take is either feeding disease or fighting disease. And we get to choose, we get to choose. And there's always room to prioritize our health. Like things can be cut back on the money, honestly, that we save in doctor visits and, eating out and all of that, like sometimes it's like we think, oh, I can't afford that. But then we add up, oh, look how much money I spent at, you know, fast food this month. Look how much money I spent at the doctor. Look how much money I'm spending on prescriptions. And it's, it can be astounding. Um, so yeah, going, going to the farms, going to farmers markets, local farmers markets, if you have those near you, uh, delivery services, things like that. Um, to get, uh, our, our, our produce, our meat is, is very helpful. Um, so back to things that can help with BPA, there's an antioxidant called coenzyme Q10, and this can potentially reverse, um, damage to a woman's eggs that are caused by BPA. And then chlorella, um, which is fairly inexpensive, uh, side note, <laughs> I know this from personal experience. If you get the tablets, do not chew them. I just about like lost it when I first, I put like, cause you, you're supposed to take like five at a time. And I put like five of them in my mouth and I just, I, chew, I chewed them cause it didn't occur to me that like, oh, I could just like swallow these with water and avoid like the horrible taste in my mouth and having, you know, pretty much tastes like grass in between my teeth for like the rest of the day. <laughs> um, yeah, don't chew them. It's, 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 it's not tasty at all. So anyway, chlorella is shown to remove 90% of EPA from a cell culture done in a lab experiment, which is really good news. And chlorella is also really great for binding. It's a binder. Um, like I had mentioned binders, it's really great for binding to other toxins as well. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, and so, yeah, just when, when, when detoxing in general, when thinking about detoxing, there's, there's more to it than just, I'm going to take a binder. I'm going to, you know, do a detox, do a cleanse. Cause there's so much out there, but we have to make sure that we're doing it properly. Um, we need to make sure that our detox pathways are clear and supported and, um, you know, we can actually, we can actually cause more harm than good sometimes. Like if we're not going to the bathroom regularly, if we're not drinking enough water, uh, you know, detox baths are great. There's just a lot of, a lot of different factors that go along with it. Um, which is why I created, 
uh, a 12-week program called Detoxify Your Life. Um, and I go through all of the, the ways to reduce toxic exposure as well as clearing your detox pathways. And then at the end of it, we do a detox. So if you'd like more information on that, you can go to my website, amyduggins.com. Um, and you can even, if you want to just talk to me more in detail about that, you can, you can send me a message and I'm happy to kind of walk you through some of that. Uh, but you know, the good news is that BPA can be, can be completely removed from the body. Um, and we can, we can reduce our risk of exposure just like we can reduce our risk of exposure with PFAS. Um, and yeah, we just do what we can and we just trust God for the rest. Like you can really obsess. <laughs> um, I feel like I've been there before and thankfully like the Lord moved me out of that space, but you can really ex- obsess about this stuff down to like the smallest level because it's like, gosh, nothing is safe. Our water is poisonous. The air is poisonous. Our food is poisonous. You know, like, ah, it's just crazy. Microplastics in the ocean. Like it just, it's, it's never ending. Right. So we need to have a balance of, um, awareness, right. And doing what we can do to keep ourselves healthy and then trusting God for the rest. Because worrying and stressing about every little thing is also not healthy. Um, so there needs to be a, a good balance there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's about it on, on these two chemicals and just kind of toxins overall and how they affect the body and how you can, um, reduce your exposure and detox. Uh, I would love to hear from you if you have questions or comments um leave them in the chat if you if you need personal um advice or or just help kind of sorting out your own health goals please reach out to me I would love to help you and yeah I hope everyone's doing amazing and I will talk to you guys again soon bye-bye